welcome to the New Life Fellowship podcast. New Life Fellowship is a community of grace in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. Our goal is to teach and share and experience the life of Jesus Christ together. You're about to listen to a message from one of our meetings. Please make sure to check out our website, newlifekw.ca. Without further ado, let's listen in. Well, he is risen. I love that. I never get tired of that. What a, what a special time there. Uh, thank you, Robin, and your worship team. Thank you, everyone on AEV, uh, so that we could all hear it, and, and those that online could hear it as well. Uh, that was a really special, powerful time of worship. And I, I think it's because of what we're celebrating today, right? It's, it's Resurrection Sunday. This is the day that we, we celebrate the, the risen Christ. And, and there's just so much celebration. There's just so much good to, to celebrate today. Uh, many, many look at this as being the holiest day on the Christian calendar. But I think when you understand the new covenant, when you understand the gospel, every day is Resurrection Sunday. Every day is the resurrection we celebrate because the, the life of Jesus is now alive and well living in us. And so every day is holy. Every day is, is important. Uh, and yet it's, it's important to remember it's important to acknowledge it at times. Um, because I think about, you know, in the Old Testament, they, um, when Israel crossed over the Jordan River, they came to a place called Gilgal. And, and that's where they had to reaffirm the, the covenant, reaffirm the old covenant there with the circumcision. So don't think about it too much, but some people who were over 40 years old had to get circumcised that day. That was a memorable day for them, I'm sure. But they were told to each year come back to Gilgal because they set up an altar there of these 12 stones taken from the middle of the Jordan River. And every year they were to come and bring their children to Gilgal and tell the story to remind Israel of what God had done and the significance of crossing the Jordan into the promised land. And so I think for us today is our Gilgal. It's a chance for us to be reminded of the significance and the power of what God accomplished. Because the resurrection is the gospel, right? It's, it's, it's a historical fact. It's been challenged. It's been tested. And over and over again, it's proven to be true. But more than that, it was the message of the apostles. Wherever, if you read through Acts, wherever the apostles went, this was the message they would preach. They didn't, they didn't just do Jesus' greatest hits, right? You don't see the, the apostles there beginning a sermon saying there was a man with two sons, right, and telling the, the prodigal son story. That wasn't what they were doing. They were going around proclaiming this man that was put to death is alive. He's resurrected. And, and if it wasn't true, it would have been easy to dismiss. Right? It would have been easy. Just find the body. Dig him up. There he is. But they couldn't do it. So they can create this, this, this phony story of where these, um, the disciples, these, these 12 scared men, or 11 now, because one killed himself. So these 11 scared men overpowered these Romans, rolled back the stone and stole his body. Complete uh, fictitious story because they knew there was no body. And there was no body because of the resurrection. He rose again. And so we get to celebrate and remember what God had done. But one of the things about memories is, is you don't go down memory lane and go into your past. When you and I remember something, we're bringing our past into the present. And, and so that's what Israel do. Right? This weekend, our, our Jewish friends are celebrating Passover. And they will say, remember when we were slaves. They weren't slaves in Egypt, but they're bringing that past into their 
present. It's a part of their story now. And that's what we're doing today is we're remembering the past. We're remembering the cross and we're bringing it into our present because it's part of our story now. It's a part of what God has done for you and I. And so this morning, what I want, what I want us to do really is spend a lot of time on what does the resurrection mean to you guys? Right? So that's why we have the camera up here, by the way. It wasn't just to have a nice drum cam that, that Isaac was. And I encourage you to look on, online when you get there because it will look good. I'm sure Isaac will look good drumming. But, um, but we're going to get you guys to share what the resurrection means to you. So Ian, go ahead and put that question up. Here's, here's the question. You can begin to think about it right now. What does the resurrection mean to you, specifically today? What difference does it make in your life? And so in a few moments, you're going to have an opportunity to share that, uh, to, again, encourage one another, encourage everyone here as, as the difference is made to you. But while you're thinking about that, let's, let's remind ourselves about why it was important, why, why there had to be a death in the first place. I mean, there was Jesus up in heaven, and, and he, he was doing good up there. He was comfortable, I'm pretty sure. It wasn't a bad place. And he left his throne. He, he, he surrendered all of those rights, it says in Philippians. He emptied himself. He humbled himself. He was obedient to the point of death. Why would he come to earth and live as a human? And the answer is to rescue us, to redeem us. And the only way to do that was to become one of us. The incarnations, what we celebrate at Christmas time, the, the birth of Jesus when he showed up, but, but all of that was leading to Calvary. Everything in the life of Jesus was leading to that one moment where he would be sacrificed in that cross. And the reason was a sacrifice was required. A sacrifice was needed. There was no escaping it. There was, there was no other way around it. Remember when Jesus was in the garden, he says, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass. And yet it didn't pass because it was the only way. There had to be a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was because of who? Us. Because of Adam and our sin with Adam in that garden. You know, it's easy for us to blame God, right? You hear the question, why, if God is so good, why is there evil in the world? You know what the answer is? You and me. We're the reason why. Through Adam, sin entered this world, and sin has been causing all kinds of damage and decay and messes in this world. It's not God's fault. It's mankind's fault. And so Jesus came so that that, that sacrifice would take place, that forgiveness could be applied, that the punishment, the wrath that belonged to you and I would go on one man who is perfect, who is innocent, who would take the sins of the world onto himself so the rest could go free. It's what God was foretelling in the Passover story about the sins of Israel going into a lamb so the others could go free. Well, Jesus was the Lamb of God. Jesus was the one that the sins of the world would go into so that you and I would have the opportunity for freedom. We have the opportunity to go free. And so he died for you and I, thinking about us, knowing that we were to come. I can only imagine what it was like for him on that cross. And I would love to, I'd love to sit down with him and, and ask him, what, what was going through your mind? And you're sitting there for hours upon hours, just struggling to breathe, just struggling in that pain and that agony. What was going through your mind? And my guess is it's, it's you and I, right? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. 
Who is the joy? It's you and me, right? It was Chuck. It was Kat. It was Mark. It was Isaac. It was Danielle. It was you and I that he sacrificed all that for so that you and I have the possibility of redemption, the possibility of relationship with him. And that's what he was craving. That's what he was desiring. That's what he was fighting for. And so what God does this magical thing on Calvary is he not only puts your sin into Jesus, but you and I, right? The old you and I were placed into Christ on that cross. And when I learned that truth, ever since then, Easter's never been the same to me. Good Friday, the celebration of resurrection, never been the same because no longer do I just see that as a, as a, as a truth, as an event outside of me. I see it now as a personal event too. That when Jesus was crucified on the cross, what happened to us? We were crucified with him. So Good Friday is for you and I as well. But Resurrection Sunday is for us as well. Because when Jesus arose, right, with freedom in hand, death is arrested. When he walks out of that tomb, who walks out with him? We do. With new life. As new people. With new hearts. The old sinner, the old sinful heart, dead and gone and buried. And new creations we are now. That's what we celebrate. That's what Resurrection Sunday is all about, is what Jesus has accomplished to, to redeem us, to rescue us, but to also change us. And now that he lives, he lives in you and I. Now we have the strength and the power to face each and every day. When I, um, I have a, a very precious memory as a kid. And, you know, I, I often, I feel bad that I don't share more stories of when I was growing up with you guys. I, I hear other speakers do it and I think, oh man, what a great story illustration. I wish I could remember that or do that. But the way my brain works, I don't tend to remember those things. I, I'm, I'm an engineer. So I think in formulas and logic and that sort of thing, that's how I go. But when I hear like Robin or Josh or others get up and they share a story, I'm so envious of that. But here is a story. So here's your one for the year. All right. <laughs> but it's a precious memory. It really is a precious memory of, of, of mine. And so I've, I've told you about my sister, Nicole, who, who I love dearly. And I got to see this weekend and, and, um, and as, as a mentally handicapped child, there's problems, right? It's difficult to communicate. It's also difficult to soothe and comfort. And I mean, she's just, she was in her own little world and, and lots of anxiety and fears and so forth. And so I, I remember when, when it was bedtime, um, my dad often would, would go and lie beside her and he would sing to her. And, and this is when, you know, before worship songs really came into to being. And so everything we sang, because also the domination we're part of, if it wasn't him, it was wrong. Uh, so there were hymns that he would, he would sing to her. And I, I would hear him down the hallway singing all these hymns. Uh, but the one that I remember the most is, is, is so powerful. And, and my dad's not a singer. He's not a musician. That's where I get my skill from. And, uh, but he would, he would lie there just singing to her over and over again. And this one song he would sing is the hymn, he, Because He Lives. And, and the, the, the verse of that is ingrained in my mind. The, sorry, the course of that is, is ingrained in my mind, but it's so applicable today. I mean, because he lives, 
I can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he holds the future. I would hear that coming from her bedroom and it means so much more to me now because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I can face today. I can face the struggles. I can face the difficulties because he lives in me right now. You see, if there's no resurrection, if he doesn't rise from the grave, we're still forgiven, right? Redemption has taken place, right? The old is gone, right? But then he's gone as well. And then Jesus is just another teacher. He's just another guru. He's just another person who was a great speaker that we're to now model our life after and try to imitate. But he didn't stay in that grave. He rose again. He lives today in you and me so that Jesus himself could be the Christian life through us. That he would live the life that you and I can't do. Because apart from Jesus, how much can we do? I can't love my family. can't love my kids. can't love my friends. can't love you guys. I can't love my enemies or those who are against me. can't do anything of value and of merit except what Christ does in and through me. And all of that is possible because of the resurrection. All of that is available now because of the life of Jesus inside of us. And that was the message of the apostles. That's what they were sharing wherever they went over and over and over again. And that's the message that changes the world. So what I want to do now is, is I want to give you guys a chance to, to testify, a chance to share of what it means for you. And so I got Mark. He's going to come up here and, and man the camera so that you guys can be on camera. I know. Uh, and Mark, Marco's going to run around. Where's Marco? I can't see the light, so... Okay, there he is. He's in the dark. Come into the light, brother. So, so Marco's going to run around, and, and we're going to get you speaking to the microphone so that uh, the people online can hear it as well, and, and those who are hard of hearing can, can hear you as well. But um, I, I really am excited. This is what I was most looking forward to this, this weekend, was the hearing from you guys, the significance of what the resurrection means to you personally. And so just share for a few moments so we can allow as many people to... To, to share and be a part of it. So who would like to break the ice and go first? So for a number of years, I've struggled with self-esteem and rejection and loss. And it means redeemed. There's a song by Big Daddy Weave, and it's redeemed. And yeah. it just brings me to tears every time I hear it. That's what it means to me. Thank you, Eleanor. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I can relate to what you're saying because I still struggle with a lot of rejection and stuff and feel it. And I know the enemy has been lying to me. And the other day, actually, it was on Good Friday. I saw something online about what Jesus really actually went through on the cross. And I was in tears just reading it. 
And I thought, oh my God, Lord, you did all, you went through all that for me. And so I think he did some sort of a deep work there. But that's what I believe the resurrection means to me too, that my past is done, finished. And yet I still at times struggle with what the enemy is lying to me about. So I'm learning to put even music to it. I've been practicing on the guitar a bit and just me and the Lord. And so I just wanted to share that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Joe. Hi. Um, I think for me, because I'm relatively new at, uh, at discovering Jesus and God and angels and my church family, I feel the resurrection was unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness. And that it is like these two ladies, it, it shows you that you are worthy, you are forgiven. Mm -hmm. It's hard to believe a lot of times, and I've had a lot of struggles with my illness and coming to terms and fighting the devil and realizing, oh, it's the devil making me, you know, negative, making me do, like think God is not with me. And then I realize how wrong I am. And uh, yeah, so I just think I, it's unconditional love. That's beautiful. <clears throat> For me, um, I had a really quite a checkered past. And um, just the sight of him on that cross for me. And I've been forgiven. And I was just laden with guilt and shame and everything that you can possibly imagine. And I, just the thought that he loves me and he's forgiven me, I can move forward and, and walk in this life in freedom from all that shame mm -hmm. and uh, when people I got a new heart and he's shown me this love and I'm just trying my best to show the love back and um, for anybody that has not received Jesus Christ do it he will change he will change your life yeah Um, so for me, um, understanding what happened to me at the cross, it took a while, <laughs> but the specifically embracing the truth that I am righteous, that I have his righteousness, because for years I thought I had to improve on that. Like I had to do something to improve my righteousness that I could be acceptable to him. And uh, that's not the truth. He made me righteous. He made you righteous. And just learning to live out of that truth makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how, how righteousness will control you because now, now you want to do and you realize that's what you want to do is to live right. That's ah, beautiful. Back row. And for me, the resurrection means that he paid it all. He said it was finished. Mm -hmm. 
And because I received his gift, I am free. Amen. And so I want you to write a song with those lyrics. <laughs> uh, the, resur the resurrection to me means, uh, you know, Christ has taken up residence within me because he's made holy enough to be there. And um, mm -hmm. in, the, in our darkest hours, uh, there's so much um, pain and sorrow. All I have to do is cry to the one that's in me. And uh, he gives peace and comfort that I just, uh, you know, just calling out his name. I have nothing else to say times, and that's, that's yeah. enough. And that's what resurrection is and hope for tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful that, that it's not that you have to somehow pull him closer to you. You're right. You're one with him. He's right there at any given moment. Ah, beautiful. My testimony, like yours, without going into all the details, has been that the Lord called me at the age of 10. And I can say with confidence, because of the resurrection, that like Paul, I am convinced that he who began a good work in me will complete it. And I give him thanks for that. Thanks, Brian. Um, so I, I never thought about what, what you said this morning. The death was for the atonement. I never thought of the resurrection as to give me life and more abundantly. Ten years ago, I was angry all the time and bitter. And I'm not that person anymore. Um, because he lives, uh, and I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, and the bitter, angry man isn't there anymore. It's been put to death. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to what uh, 10, 15 Resurrection Sundays from now looks like. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The resurrection to me means hope um, in spite of how we feel or in spite of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. It is um, a reassurance that we always have hope in him. And, and how critical is hope in this world? I often think hope is one of those things we take for granted until it's gone. And then we realize how valuable it really is. And this world is not a source of hope. Uh. Uh, so it's hard to say any one thing for me, obviously. <laughs> but um, one thing that stands out right now to me is that there's, um, there's nothing left to prove. Mm -hmm. That in my everyday existence, that I don't have to prove anything, even to myself, that... Um, that I'm already who he made me to be and that just living with him right now in the moment, that is all I need. That's incredible, right? I mean, I heard one person phrase it this way, that only in Christianity do you start out perfect. 
Like every other faith religion, you start at the ground floor, right? In the mailroom, got to work, get promoted, strive. And maybe, maybe, maybe one day you'll get close. But because it's finished, there's nothing to prove because you start out perfect. And you never change because it's not based on you. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. This Resurrection Sunday for me, um, we recently lost my grandma. And so for me, it means hope and assurance that we get to see each other again one day. That's particularly meaningful this weekend. For me, it means that that last song that we sang about freedom is true, right? Step out of the shadows into the light with don't be afraid. Dance like nobody's watching, who cares, right? Like just live with with freedom, the freedom from all of those, the thoughts of what am I doing, <laughs> right? Like all of the, the laws, not only the laws, but all the ones we put on ourselves, right? So it's the, yeah, freedom to live. Freedom to live. I think she's cute, by the way. <laughs> well, that was my outside voice. Oh. <laughs> Who else would like to share? A, pro a front ear chat. Well, what does the resurrection mean to me is freedom. Um, again, I'm not who I was, and uh, tomorrow I will not be who I was today. And so, because I have Christ living in me, and I'm already seated with God at the banquet table, so that's amazing. And uh, I'm free, and I can be who God wants me to be. Yeah, it's beautiful. While you're here, Marco, make sure we get a picture of Marco's shirt here. I, I don't know if you can see it or not, but it's... You, if you can't see it yet, go ask Marco to do a demonstration for you. So. <laughs> this is good. Who else wants to share? My God lives and he lives in me and... Uh, everything he's said is true. Everything he says is true. Not just in his word, but about me about you and there are so many messages out there to to tear me down tear us down and uh he died for me because he he sees me as worthy he calls mm -hmm. me holy and righteous and and i'm a saint and so uh i'm very grateful for that thank you jesus yeah it's amazing how so many of us struggle with worth but you're right the fact that he died <clears throat> put a price on you you're worth Jesus. That's the price that that father paid so you could be redeemed. It's, it's pretty special. Well, for me, I think recently it's been where do I keep my eyes? Keep my eyes on the cross. The resurrection to me is this world is bombarding us with lies. Go online. I'm raising children who are just seeing lies all over the internet. And the resurrection and the cross is where we need to keep our eyes because that's where the truth is. Mm -hmm. Instead of all this other stuff that they're being taught, told, this is what you need to believe. Keep your eyes on the cross. 
That's what they need to remember. Yeah. yeah. The truth that sets us free. Amen. It struck me how, how powerful our God is. Um, we have a God who took the worst event in history, the death of his son, into the greatest victory we will, we will ever see. So what can he do for, for me in my life? Yeah. I mean, if he conquered death, right? keep thinking about the word striving and how when I got uh, saved in high school I learned the beautiful truth of my forgiveness and just that was such so wonderful and so powerful um, and yet I lived a lot of years striving to try to be the best Christian that I could be um, and and struggling with shame feeling like never measure up never always missing the mark um, but at least I'm forgiven um, and then learning the, the powerful truth that not only am I forgiven, but I'm also new. I'm a new creation. Um, it, just, uh, it just made me realize that I don't have to strive anymore because I already am, right? I already am righteous. I already am accepted. And I just get to enjoy um, Jesus living in me and through me. And uh, yeah, so it's just, it's a beautiful truth and a beautiful freedom that we have. Um, for me, uh, the rest means joy and it means life. I think it's cool that Easter is at springtime. Yeah. Springtime joy. And I just love that. Uh, life. We're not going to get three Balfords sharing. <laughs> <laughs> freedom. You have the freedom not to share. Well done for taking it. Um, I struggle a lot with um, why there's suffering in the world, like you were saying. And I think that the resurrection just really shows that no matter how dark or how hopeless everything seems, there is hope, like they've been saying. And not only um, hope, but that we have a living hope that is um, active and moving and Yeah, there's that great line in the, the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan is on the move. And uh, that's still true today, right? Jesus is on the move. He's still at work. Uh, despite what you look outside your window or what you see on the news or social media, he's at work. And uh, I looked ahead in the story. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Should have read it ahead of yourself, so... Who else would like to share? This has been beautiful. I guess for me this weekend, it means strength. Right now, we actually just purchased a house and we have a baby on the way. So we have... 
<laughs> Thank you. So we have two very large things happening in a very short time that, you know, it's overwhelming at times. And knowing what Jesus went through, it just gives us strength to go through anything and everything that can happen in our lives. Anyone else want to share? Uh, what drafting means to me is that at an early age, I was able to know Jesus. And I just want to say that I was able to have, I got a wife that knows Jesus now and I have four kids and even one was able to speak, so I figured I needed to speak. So I have four kids that are following Christ, and I'm able to share the resurrection, and they actually show me stuff from the Bible as well. A lot about you know that that sense of needing to strive or keep um, trying to prove ourselves, um, and then there's days where sometimes you still don't feel it, even though we know it's true. But we can trust that even when we don't feel it, everything that Jesus has said is true, and we cling to that. And so um, that's what I want to share. Everything is true, even when it doesn't feel like it. It's true. That's when we have to remember the most. When it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Any last person just kind of feeling an urge to share? Oh, Mark's going to share. I want to see how you do the camera on this one. That's the. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Romans, Romans 6, I think it's verse 25, it, it says that he was raised for our justification or proof of our justification. It's evidence of our justification, past tense. I met Jesus personally about 10, 11 years ago. I think I shared my testimony about that, how he stood in front of me and, you know, made me feel what he, that he suffered for my sins. And it's like a trivector. You know, the object of faith is Christ. But the fact that I saw him was evidence that he rose again. And the evidence of him rising again is that he suffered for my sins. And it's like this unshakable uh, timestamp of he was raised for, there's, it was a transaction that happened between God and his son on my behalf. And I had no part in it. So it's a remembrance. <clears throat> the resurrection is a remembrance of, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm running around doing my thing, but it's, I'm in Christ, Christ's in me. And it was that transaction that took place, and I can trust him. Yeah. Anyone else want to share? 
Well, I'm going to invite the, the music team, the band back up here. Uh, we're going to close with a, another song <coughs> of celebration. Um, and why they, while they kind of get set up again, um, first, I, I want to thank you guys for sharing. Uh, it, it, it encourages me and it hopefully encourages you as well to hear other people and the different perspectives of what they see. Uh, but, you know, just sitting here thinking for myself, the, the opportunity now that I have to actually know Jesus. And, and what I mean by that is to, to talk with him and for him to talk with me. And, and not just to know about a historical Jesus, not to know about a, a man that lived 2,000 years ago, not to know about a God that lives up in heaven, but I can actually know him as a friend. I can know him as my brother. I can know him as my confidant, as my savior, as my companion, as the one who comforts me and gives me the strength that no matter what I face, he's with me. It's, it's no longer just me. It's Christ in me. It's Christ with me. It's Christ through me. Again, all of that's because of the resurrection. And so come tomorrow, back to Monday, back to the grind for most of us. And Tuesday for probably all of us, we're back into that rhythm of life. Uh, don't, don't forget to take the celebration of today into each day. Take the celebration of the resurrection because the, resurre the resurrected one lives where? In you and me today. Thank you, Jesus. You've been listening to the New Life Fellowship podcast. Thanks for joining us. For more great content, please be sure to check out our website, newlifekw.ca, and sign up for our mailing list. Subscribers will receive our The Life in the Apartment ebook that is sure to encourage and bless. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the latest services and additional video content. New Life Fellowship is a registered charity that is supported by the giving of partners and friends. All donations will be received. If you would like to donate, donate at newlifekw.ca. Your giving is highly valued and appreciated. You are loved. Take care.